This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. Takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Break the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the right side. Another fun-filled episode. I'm sorry, Tony. I almost had it, man. I just gotta get the, the things down. Right there. What's going on with you, man? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Hanging in there, spending the day with the family. Um, did some bike riding with my little guy today. Uh, you know, just trying to catch up on this Niner stuff. With what's going on with camp and stuff. All the new news that's coming out. And uh, I'm just. I can't wait till next week, man. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Uh, I can't. We were talking. I was like, "Yo, next Sunday is a Hall of Fame game already, and then the following weekend, the Niners are right back in it, man. We, we get to watch some football. It's a really, really exciting time. So you know what? Uh, I'm going to go through these formalities really quick, and we're going to get right to the big news. We're going to get right to the big news, okay? So uh, first and foremost, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page, we'd like to thank you guys, okay? Please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, turn on those notifications so you know when we're going live. Typically, we do shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we try to bring a show on the weekend. Uh, consider this your weekend show, but make sure you have those those alert sets for impromptu shows as well, okay? Tony, how do I sound? Am I am I good? My volume yeah, good? You're fine. You're okay. fine. Yeah. All right. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms also. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but 9ERS. That is nothing but the number 9ERS. We also have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch, and that is nothing but Niners. Okay. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. To my left is my guy, Tony. He is NJ Niner fan 499 and we are here to bring you guys a fun-filled show. I told you guys I'm going to get right to the news, so this is what we're going to do. Okay. It's giveaway time, guys. Um, we have a lot of good people working behind the scenes uh, and they are constantly trying to do stuff for the people, for us here at Nothing But Niners. Uh, so this is what we're going to do here, guys. OK, um, 
we're going to do a giveaway. I teased it on Twitter a couple couple days ago, and um, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to the eight seven practice. Okay, the Dwight Clark Day practice. We're going to be giving those away. Uh, one pair of tickets. Now, Tony, here's my question to you, man. How do we give this away? Do we just do a random selection from the comments uh, after the video is over? Do we do like the the you know have someone comment eight seven and we do a random selector? And we'll pick them on on tomorrow night. Like, give it twenty four hours. Like, what what do you think we should do? Do we do something based off of the show here today? Like, what, what how do you think we should do this? Damn, we should have talked about this early before we came. Ah, on. I put you on the spot, baby. I put you on yeah, the spot. I, I, I don't like know. Like, how do other how do other shows do things? Do they have like a? Some of them have like that thing where you spin the wheel and you put their name in it. And it comes yeah, on so, it. And that, well, that's how we would do it from the comment selector. So we could do this after the show. You put in the comment of eight seven if you're interested in going to this game. Okay. We'll give it 24 hours. You guys go to the show after this is over and just t- type in the comment eight slash seven or Dwight Clark or Dwight Clark. They something to do with Dwight Clark that lets us know that you want to attend this game. Okay. And once you give us that heads up and that notification, we can do the wheel selector at a show exactly 24 hours after this show ends. So if we finish this one at nine o'clock, we'll do it at nine o'clock and do the wheel thing and let people know who, who the winner is. Yeah, that sounds good. Miss Debbie just made a very uh, valid point. Just, we should just ask them if you're going to enter, just please make sure you're available and yeah, you're yeah. in the area to go to the game. Like, you know, I mean, unless you could, you live in Florida and you want to go to a Niner game, you could fly out there and go to it, enter. But um, just try to keep it to the locals if possible. And you know, you could definitely make it. Yeah, absolutely. So this is very, very important that you guys have to be able to go to this event. Okay. Uh, we were able to get, secure these tickets. And um, again, the, the way that they're going to let us know that they are available is by commenting 8-7 or Dwight Clark Day or I want to go to Dwight Clark Day. It's a pair of tickets. So it'll be you and a family member or friend that can attend this, uh, can attend the day that the 49ers have planned for you guys. So if there's anybody that's out there and want to go, please, please, please enter the contest. Now, if it turns out that nobody's there and nobody wants to go we have to do something else uh if it's just one person looks like that one person is going to win these two tickets so and that's fine um but you know we we want to do this giveaway um tim love make sure okay so tim love again you have to enter after this video is over in the comment section not in the live okay so as soon as this video is over the comments will load up um and you can type in right there when the video is over it has to be in the video after not during the live feed okay um but hopefully you get there and you can put the comment. And uh, like I said, on at, uh, uh, 24 hours after this is over, we'll do the wheel thing that Tony was talking about and select the winner from there. And uh, good luck to you, Tim. Okay. Um, Tony, I'll be honest with you, man. I was feeling a little, um, I was feeling a little uh, generous and I thought about doing more than one giveaway. I'll tell you what, man, uh, if we can, if we can get, if we can get 150 live viewers during the show if we get up to 150 we'll do another giveaway all right live viewers on the sunday show so guys go share this on your social media platforms let people know we're here we'll do another giveaway all right maybe we'll give out tickets again okay so um oh look at this look 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 oh guys come on now i'd love to meet whoever wins at the practice look miss debbie's gonna be there you guys gotta get there man what an honor and a privilege to meet Miss Debbie. I saw her. I saw pictures of her. She was out there on the side. Oh, I got to kiss my girl. Top hat tight and everything. Let's go. I like it. I like it. Uh, Guys, I'm, I apologize for my appearance. I'm not in 49ers attire. I was actually working today. 
Uh, and yes, I wore my Taz. I wore my Taz to work and everything. Okay, so uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't care who knows it. Um, but yeah. So Tony, what I want to do with you, man, uh, discuss some um, 49ers rumors. I want. I want to talk about uh, because there's no real news. Um, the Niners did make a roster move, though, didn't they? Yeah, the, the whole uh, Jordan Matthews and Benny Fowler. That's what it is. So let's start there with the roster move. The latest news uh, concerning the 49ers. Uh, and that, that is where we're going to start. So they released uh, Benny Fowler, right? Yeah. And they signed Jordan Matthews to the um, – here we go. Oh, 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 my bad, wrong one. To a one-year deal. There it is there. Yeah, so they, they released Benny Fowler, and they signed Jordan Matthews. Now, this was a little weird to me because of the position that they play. So break it down for us, GM. This is your, this is your thing here. I'm going to shut up now. So Benny Fowler was on the roster as a wide receiver. He traveled around the league. I think he was with the Giants last year. And they brought in Jordan Matthews, a familiar, a familiar face to Kyle. And believe it or not, Trey Lance, he was the guy who was running the routes for uh, the workout at North Dakota State um, when the Niners went up there and worked him out. Uh, the thing is, I mean, not, hold on before I go to the what he's coming in as the knock on him in the league was he couldn't create separation because he wasn't exactly the fastest. He was more of like a heavy footed wide receiver, good route runner, chain moving wide receiver, possession, uh, possession wide receiver. So he had, he decided to add about approximately 20 pounds to be put, um, put on his frame. I think he's six, three, two thirty six or two forty right now. And he's listed as a tight end. Uh, Pruitt missed the last couple, I think the last, actually the first three practices of training camp due to a calf or an ankle, I'm not 100% sure. I know it's a lower leg thing, but they brought him in to give him a look as a tight end. So, we'll, I mean, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Um, does that mean something else is brewing? Somebody else could be potentially banged up? Um, or is it just clearly because of the issue with um, Pruitt? All right, so now – I was one of the guys, oh man, here we go. Uh, I was not uh, big on the Muhammad's new signing because of how it played out for him last year. Uh, and much of the same, damn, we're only three. Oh, there it is, 152. We got to do another giveaway. Um, and then much again, the same thing with um, Jordan Matthews. Okay, we're going to do another giveaway, guys. So as soon as we're done this topic here, we will get to another giveaway. Just like that. Uh, I'm a man of my word. Um, I wasn't a fan of it because those guys couldn't really do anything, couldn't contribute. Uh, to the team last year, and I was like, why are we bringing him back? Why are we bringing him back? Well, this time, Jordan Matthews has transitioned to the tight end position, and I'm trying to figure out if this is a good thing. Um, now, upon initial thought and reflection and reaction, I really, really like the move. The question is, is he here to play wide receiver or tight end? Now, Tony, do we have a way of verifying? I'm talking to a couch. Uh, I'm right here. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know you. I know you can hear me. Uh, do we have a way of verifying what we signed him as? I know it said, uh, you know, the Adam Schefter tweets said new beginnings, you know, uh, with him converting to a tight end and all that stuff. Uh, he was someone who was struggling to get separation as a wide receiver. Now, maybe that's because the corners are a lot faster. Maybe some linebackers and safeties he could benefit from. What do you yeah. think about this? It, it's going to be like, I, I forgot who it was. Maybe, um, maybe it was Wayne that compared him to Jordan. Uh, Jordan Reed. Um, I think Jordan Reed's a lot more athletic than Jordan Matthews. So he's definitely signed as a tight end. 100% is documented. He's on the roster as a tight end. He's actually wearing number 88. So if you go to this, if you're the one who wins the tickets, 
You know, you can get a live look at him, see what he's doing, see how he looks. I know I, I heard you. I just stepped away just because I'm doing laundry as well. But um, what you, you said you were interested in the signing and you think it potentially could – something could come out of it. It, it could, but m- my thing is – he was signed at this point of the season with a blocking a guy who's known as a blocking tight end to come in and and help this team with blocking challenge Warner for the final 53 spot or 55. I don't know what COVID thing they're doing, but um, if he's able to show that he could block and seal the edge and not just only be a wide receiver, a big move uh, wide receiver slash tight end, he could potentially give this guy a run for his money. But if you take the facts where when they signed him, the reason why they signed him, I kind of th- think it's more of like a a body right now because of the injury, or maybe something else is brewing that we don't know about. So I reached out to Grant Cohn, who was the, the head of the Ross Dwelly hype train, okay? I reached out to Grant, and I said, hey, my man, you know, this was on public. I, I don't think this was a DM. I'm pretty sure I did this publicly on Twitter. And I said, what's the word with your boy, Ross Dwelly? And he said, he's killing it. Best tight end on the team. Now, I expect nothing less from Grant Cohn. That's what he's supposed to say. But I don't know how serious to take it because uh, when you read Grant's uh, camp reports, I haven't seen him mention Ross Dwelly in any of them. Have you, Tony? Now, I'll, I'll admit, I think I missed the very last one. But the two that I read, I didn't see any mention of Ross Dwelly. Uh, what about you? Um, no, I don't remember seeing anything about Ross Dwelly. But I will tell you this. There was a 30-something yard pass or play or game um, with Ross Dwelly involved in the last one because when we previously talked about this, I went back. I was kind of like surfing the uh, the Twitter and the internet. I went, actually went on 49ers web zone, and I found that he did have a pretty decent play in that last practice. I didn't get a chance to read Grant's, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it's whatever he calls it. It's, it's actually – you know, kind of cool that he does that. So if you get a chance, check it out. Um, but I didn't get a chance to read it to see what he said about the play that I read off of another site or Twitter. Or Actually, I think I saw the highlight on Twitter off of 49ers.com as well. Okay. All right. That's what I've been talking about. And I put my- – I put Miss Debbie's comment up there uh, just so people know how to enter for the Dwight Clark thing, okay, for the Dwight Clark day. 8-7, we're giving away tickets for that practice. Uh, you guys, after the show is over, not during this show, after the show is over, please, please, please make sure you drop those comments, okay? Uh, now, here we go. A man of my word, let me see what we can do here. Hold on. You guys give me one second. I'll tell you exactly what we can do here, okay? We're going to do one more giveaway because I'm a man of my words, okay? Um all right, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to change the banner. We're going to do another giveaway here, just like that, because we reached that 150 goal. I should have said it higher. I should have said like 200. But it's Sunday, and this was an impromptu show. I don't think we're going to reach 200, but it's cool. All right, so here we go. Um, we're going to give Wait, away. Let's put a challenge out. Can we get 200? That's not fair, man. Because they, I'm they, joking. They, You're they, a man. You're everything. Um, and I, you know what? I think we'll do it in the same thing. After the show is over in the comments, we're going to give away another pair of tickets, but not to 8-7, not the Dwight Clark Day. This one will be to uh, 8-12. Now, 8-12, is that a preseason game, Tony? Let me let me. What let me, day is that? Hold on. No, now. 8, 8-14 is the preseason game. Uh, so it's the, it's the practice before. Okay. All right. So it's, it's the open practice before. So 8-12, that's what we're going to do. All right. So this is what we need you guys to do. 
following the show, if you want a pair of tickets to Dwight Clark Day, put in your comment, Dwight Clark Day 8 slash 7, whatever it is, let us know. That's the one that you want to attend. If you would like an opportunity to go to the 812 practice, put that in the notes also, okay? Put in uh, 812. All right, put in 812. And uh, what we'll do is, if you're interested in going to both, don't put both comments in the same one, okay? Put separate comments. Give yourself another chance to win, okay? So make sure you guys go out there and you do that, all right? Um, I'm trying to pull up the schedule here, and I can't find it. I can't pull up the schedule, so I'm sorry. But there you go. So we're going to give away two pairs of tickets today. So four people are going to get to attend a 49ers event, all right? We're going to give out two pairs of tickets. You guys have to have uh, the comment after the show. Oh, shit, my bad. You guys have to put the comments after the show, whether it be 8, 8, 7, or 8, 12. Okay. Make sure you put the comments after the show and let us know which one you want to go to. We'll do a live drawing 24 hours after the show is over. All we're going to need from you is your email address. We will get that afterwards once the winner is selected. Okay. Once the winner is selected. All right. Um, so that's it. That's it for the giveaways. Um, how, how do you, how you feel about that, man? Is that, is that good? Is that a fair giveaway? Absolutely. I like it. Everybody enter, you know, come on, you got to be in it to win it. Um, you know, it's fun. You get to go watch the team practice live. You meet Ms. Debbie, Ms. Deb, um, and all the other fans that live there. I mean, you know, it's really fun. I've been to the stadium once uh, in 2019 for the home opener. Mike, myself, and, and the rest of the 40 uh, – the nothing but Niners crew. And we had a blast. We met everybody in the parking lot. You know, the tailgating, it was really, really fun. And mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for you to do it. Granted, it's not going to be as big, but still you're going to meet other uh, fellow 49er fans and, you know, talk, exchange numbers, you know, become friends on social media, whatever you want. And it's going to be interesting. So uh, make sure you enter. Make sure if you do enter, make sure you can go. Because if you could win, if you win, you're going to go and then I don't want to see you have to message one of us saying, oh, I can't make it. But yeah, just follow uh, follow rules to enter in uh, twenty four hours. Okay. All right. All right. So the reason we wanted to announce that at the beginning of the show is because oftentimes we get long winded. We'll do oh, let's do a half hour show and just talk some 49ers. And two hours later, my wife is banging on the door, mad at me. So I don't want to wait till the end of the show. I want to do it at the beginning. And Tony, it looks like we're going to get that two hundred. We're inching closer and closer there, man. We're up to one eighty two already, and I right? crazy. Um, Maybe at one, maybe at two hundred, I'll do another giveaway. How's that? Oh, something. Uh, How about that, baby? We get two hundred live. Maybe I'll, I'm in a giving mood today, man. I'm in a giving mood. I'm in a giving mood today. So, um, so here we go. Let me see here. All right. So I, I do want to comment on one more thing. Okay. Um, you know, I want to go back to the um, what's it called? Here we go. I'm going to put Miss Debbie's comment up here so we can leave it there. Um, I want to go back to the uh, the Jordan Matthew signing. I'm, he's not Ross. He's not. He's not Jordan Reed. He's not as athletic. He's not as. Uh, I, I I don't want to. I don't want to be insulting. I think he could be a possession tight end, not a possession receiver, a possession tight end uh, on on a down that you want to you know. Kyle likes to manipulate the defense, right? And you can put him in. Who do you, all right? Let me ask you this question: Who do you think has better hands? And I want you to answer this as honestly as possible: Jordan Matthews or Ross Dwelly? 
And this is no slight to anybody. We are not trying to big them, big up one person and tear down anybody else. But this is my honest question for you. Uh, if you, if you, who do you think would have better hands? Um, and mine is, I, I have an answer, but it's based off of just strictly the positions that they played. I, I know you're going to go with Matthews because he was a receiver. I understand that, but. Um, Rose Dwelly's no sl- no slouch, Mike. This guy set NCA records for catches and, and and like when we signed him as an undrafted free agent, I I lost it. I was like, this guy could be a potential sleeper. He's great. I mean, he played a low level competition, but I really like Dwelly, and the reason why I'm gonna go with Dwelly, and I know the question is based off of hands, but Dwelly, he's not a kittle blocker, but he. Could block. He seals the edges. When Kittle was down, you saw it, how he would get that edge sealed and they would run right off his backside. I don't think Matthews could offer that. I don't think Matthews is that type of player. I do see him as a Jordan Reed type player, nowhere near as athletic. But I, I would have to, I'm going to stick with, with Dwelly. I like Dwelly. I'm going to go with Matthews, man, for the same reason that I feel like, um, for the same reason that I feel. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. would be our best pass catching running back because he used to play wide receiver. It's the same reason I'm going to go with Matthews. But what I was going to say was imagine running out there three tight end sets Ross Welly, George Kittle, and Jordan Matthews. Here comes this heavy defense, right? And then you bust those guys out wide. You have pass catchers all over the field. And this is the kind of manipulation that Kyle Shanahan likes to do. And I think that's something that that's why he could possibly make this team. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I, I like the signing. I'm not going to say that he's, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's going to make the team or anything like that. That part, I don't know. Um, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to see what happens. Okay. We're going to see what happens here. Uh, so that, that's the last thing I want to touch on just on that. Um, now, guys, I saw someone in here say, am I going to give away a no comment shirt once we get 200? Okay. Ray, oh. man. Ray. Ray is never going to let me live this down. He's never going to let me live this down, man. Every opportunity my man gets, he tells me about Alfred Morris. And it's crazy because I didn't even say Alfred was that good. It's crazy. But it's all good. Um, I, I love it. That that shows that he's a longtime listener, you know. Um so I got Tony to talk about some quarterbacks, and we're going to do it today. We're going to do it, guys. He said, are we going to give away a no comment shirt? Well, guys, I'm here to tell you, Tony's not no commenting me today. All right? He's not no commenting me today. Um, the, the latest reports from camp were that uh, Jimmy struggled. We heard about the two interceptions. And Trey Lance shined. We heard about the passes. We heard about running out, breaking out. Tony. Kyle Shanahan said that this is not, I repeat, this is not a quarterback competition. Are you buying it? No. Let's go. I said no comment. What? You didn't say no comment. You said no. (laughs) You said no. Don't try it. Don't you? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I I I really don't, especially with, with the news that came out. For this last practice, um, Miss Miss Debbie was there. I spoke to her in DMs, 
And she even said he was like very explosive with the ball when they were running those RPOs and stuff like that. Me talking about uh, him talking about Trey, uh, meaning Trey Lance. Um, it. Oh God, are we really gonna do this again? I don't. I I think I don't think he's gonna come out flat out and announce it because I do think there's uh, other things that he's trying to accomplish at the same time. Um, we know Kyle. We know Lynch. They they play, you know, the mind game just as good as anybody else in the league. Um, so, do I think Trey Lance is a lock to start one? No, I don't think he's a lock. But I'm telling you now, I wouldn't be surprised if he started in Week One. I, I will tell you that straight out. Will they? Are they going to go with Jimmy? Yeah, they they could go with Jimmy. They could, but. From what I read yesterday, the defense had a very hard time stopping Trey Lance on those RPOs. And and our defense is a fast, flat of the ball defense, like sideline to sideline linebackers, great pressure up the middle. And they just – I understand they're not in pads and they can't hit him. But you you just got to understand something. that What they mortgaged to get this kid, okay, now – you went in with a mindset, and, and Mike, you could agree with this. We spoke about this on the phone. I don't know if you're going to go full bore into it, but we feel the decision was made in 2019 during that playoff run. Don't, don't we, me? Uh-uh. No, no, don't yeah. we. Oh, man, I, should recorded, I, should have, I should have recorded your ad. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, that was off the record. This is the record. This is on the record. If you look at the history, right, he struggled versus Minnesota. All of a sudden, they just stopped throwing the ball, and they ran. Green Bay, he threw the ball, I think, 10 times, 12 times, whatever. He, he, he Whatever, and they ran Completed the ball. Passes. Huh? Completed eight passes. Okay, eight passes. Um, the thing is, you make a move, a power move like this. Clearly, that tells me that Jimmy's not the quarterback of the future. So – if you honestly feel that this is not – if they honestly feel that this is not the QB of the future, they make this move, they trade up, they go get the guy that they want because everyone said the draft started at three because one and two were pretty much locked in stone. You have to really say this kid has a legit chance to come in and start. Now the question is if you bring in a guy who didn't play at the FCS level and you bring in a guy who played last year and his season wasn't canceled due to COVID, would we be talking about this? If the Niners selected uh, Fields, would we be talking about this or would Fields be the starter? So these are all things that, you know, you have to put into the equation and and figure it out. And that's their job. It's not our job. Do I think Trey Lance could can start week one? I do. I really do, but, you know, it's going to come down to camp, and my gut feeling from what I read from the first couple days, I think it's a lot closer than what people think. All right, so some more news from camp. I'm going to post this up here really quick. Um, I'll get that graphic down. I mean, I'll get that uh, comment down after I get to to this here. Uh, I thought this was interesting from camp, so I'm going to read this here. Let me – let me take this down. I don't know if you guys can 
can see that. It is giveaway time, guys. We are over 200. Uh, so I tell you what, I'm going to tell you guys right now what this giveaway is going to be. Um, anybody who comments after the show is going to be eligible for this. I don't care what the comment is. Anybody who comments after the show, anything is going to be eligible for a $25 Amazon gift card. Okay. And if we get the 250, I'll do it again. Every 50, I'm going to give away another 25 bucks. Okay. How's that? I'm in a giving mood, man. I shouldn't, you know, this is what happens when you're drinking out of this cup right here. Okay. This is what happens when you're drinking out this cup. You start giving away stuff. Um, so <laughs> here we go. This is a, a tweet from David Lombardi. I'm going to read this to you guys. And hopefully, um, hopefully you guys can see it here. It says, since it's an item of such interest, I've created a spreadsheet tracking the completions, attempts, interceptions, and percentages of all 49er QBs at training camp. We'll keep it updated. Now, he didn't say 11 on 11s. He said all in general. Just please keep in mind that Garoppolo has been with the ones and Lance has been with the twos. And I know this has been a big issue for people uh, saying, you know, oh, pump the brakes on, pump the brakes on them, pump the brakes on them, and da 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 I'm not really ready to go there, but I do want to show you guys what his chart says as of this moment. All right. So here's the chart. And uh, you guys can take a look at this here with us. Um, so it says day one, um, Garoppolo completed five of seven. So did Trey Lance. Sudfeld completed two of three and Rosen was 0 for one. Uh, day two, Garoppolo completed five of 11. Lance completed six of 10. Uh, one less uh, attempt, but one more completion. Sudfeld was two for two. Uh, Rosen got a little bit more shine and he was two for three. Uh, day three, Jimmy was six of 10. Lance was five of 10. Sudfeld was 0 for one and Rosen was two for four. And then on day four, Jimmy was 10 of 15 with two picks. Trey Lance was seven of 14. No picks noted there. Uh, Sudfeld was six for six and Josh Rosen was two of three. Now he has in his daily notes column all the way at the end, Lance, five effective runs. And then the other note is Lance fumbled a handoff. So if we're talking about turnovers, he's tracking that also there, okay? Uh, and then at the very bottom, um, he has the information down there, the total completions and attempts um, and the turnovers. And it looks like uh, uh, Sudfeld has the best completion percentage. Jimmy Garoppolo is a higher completion percentage than Trey Lance, but the yards, the yards aren't there, okay? The, the yards aren't there because – uh, Trey Lance has those rushing attempts out there. Okay. So that's the, I announced the giveaway. Let me get this banner off of here. I'm going to give away another $25. looks like we're going to be giving away another $25 after so, shortly. We're six viewers away from another $25 giveaway. That is nuts. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen, but like I said, every 50 viewers, I'll give away another 25 bucks. God, I hope we don't get to a thousand viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we don't get to a thousand viewers. Okay. Um, so, uh, here's the thing, all right? Um, damn, we are really, really close to another 25 bucks already. All right, so um, this is the question that we had for you guys, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo completed, what was, what was the percentage? Do, do, oh, wait, let me pull it back up here. 60. It up. It's right there, 60.5%, and Trey Lance completed 56.1, all right? So the question I'm going to ask you now, I know you and I talked about this already, but the faithful didn't hear this. And I'm going to ask you this question again, okay? Are you willing to sacrifice 4% completion, 4% completion for 40 rushing yards a game, okay? Now, for, the, for those of you out there watching, I'm asking this question because 
Trey Lance's completion percentage, his accuracy has been an issue throughout college. I think Jimmy – I don't know what that was. That was my, Jimmy, my email. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I think Jimmy is going to be the higher completion percentage guy, uh, but I think Trey Lance will probably get you more explosive plays, the plays with the runs. So here's the question. Are you willing to sacrifice 4% completion percentage for 40 rushing yards a game? Okay. I just want want to see what people say in the chat because you heard my answer. Yeah. So are you willing to sacrifice 4% completion to get 40 rushing yards a game from your quarterback? Uh, We did the math on that with the 18 game schedule or with the 17 game schedule. Now it's over 700 yards. What was it like 720 or something like that? What seven, seven, what, what we did the math on it earlier. What is it? Was something it ended with a two? Let me see here. Hold on, hold on. I got it here. Uh, it was 17 times 40. Did we say 40? Yeah, 40 yards. Oh, it's only 680. It's just under 700. Yeah, that, I thought we, I thought the number we had ended with a two. I don't remember. Well, because I did, I did 17, I did 18 games. Did I do 18 games? Yeah. Because 40, because 8 times 4 is 32. That's where the 2 came in. Oh, okay, okay. We, we did 18 weeks. That's what it was. We messed up. Okay. So I want to know if you guys are willing to sacrifice 4, just 4 percentage, 4%, okay? Are you willing to sacrifice 4% for 40 yards a game? All right. Now, I see some things here. I see a hell yeah. I see a yes from NBN Chan. Uh, let me see here. I see another yes. I see another yes. Okay. So this is the thing. I see all day. Wow. Hell yeah. Another yes. Sean, not according to that chart we put up there. That chart was from someone who's been there. Not according to that chart we put up there. That chart said that Jimmy was 60%. And Lance was 56%. Uh, Greg says, I would. Those 40 yards could be first downs. Kevin says, yes. Uh, uh, says, yes. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. They're well, saying well, throwing yards. Says, yes, because he brings another dynamics. So that 4% means nothing if Trey is running us through progression. All right. Depends on throwing yards. All right. I like that. I like that also. Okay. All right. Look at this. They're begging. Yes, God, please. All right, let me get this contribution up here, and then we'll, we'll continue to break this down a little bit more. Um, Logan Dean, thanks for the contribution. He says, uh, Trey also has been taking significantly deeper shots in camp than Jimmy, though, which has to be factored in. Go ahead, Tony. Talk. Not, no. Tony's talking about quarterbacks. <laughs> that no confidence out oh, the window. Talk but, about it, bro. Let's go. Listen to me. He's he, – he, Logan is 100 first of all thanks for the contribution but you're 100% right and Kyle specifically dialing up these plays to see and that's the test I'm going to tell you right now I think that's the tell all test see if Jimmy improved anything his arm strength his accuracy see what he worked on see where Trey Lance is at and you guys got to understand something we talked about this in the in, in the post draft uh review he comes in ahead of all the rookies, in my opinion, not off of playing experience, but his coaching that he received at North Dakota State. So the things that 
are being taught to the Mac Jones, all the other guys, he already learned it at North Dakota State, meaning taking snaps on the centers, turning it back to the defense, calling plays in a huddle, uh, adjusting protections at the line, audible at the line. This is all things that he's already ahead of the game. So now it's a question of how fast he processes it and how fast he, he, he could make it happen on a field. And this is what we're doing. And Kyle specifically is dialing up plays down the field. And Miss Debbie said it earlier in the chat. I forgot where it was, but all us 49er fans are getting excited about this because we haven't seen this. This is like something that we have not seen since years. So with that being said, I do think he's 100% right with what he said, and there's reasons why. And now all of a sudden, it's funny how Kyle implements the run game from the quarterback, designed runs from the quarterback position. So I kind of think, you know, they're teetering right now between Jimmy and Trey, Jimmy and Trey, Jimmy and Trey. I cannot wait to watch this first preseason game because I'm going to tell you right now, by week two, I'm going to pretty much tell you who's starting. Who's starting for 2021. Week two in the preseason? Yeah. You're going to see it, Mike. You're going to see his pocket awareness. His comfortable. Is he comfortable making throws? Is he hitching off his back step and when he's firing the ball out? Is, is he seeing the field? If he comes out and struggles with seeing the field and stuff like that, you're going to see – you're going to see it. You, you, you'll see it if, it if the stage is too big. I understand it is um, it is preseason, but the level that he's playing in that preseason, the competition he's playing in that preseason game is a lot better than what he faced at North Dakota State. So if he's able to handle that, I think that's a big sign in, in going forward. And I've said this numerous amounts of times. If there's a coach that can do it, it's Kyle Shanahan, and this is why – they gave him the extension and pay him the money that they do because they have full faith in Kyle to take this kid and, and ease him in, transition him in, and let him go. My opinion, this was the best scenario for Trey Lance to come to out of that, out of that school. I want to get someone else's opinion on this, so I'm going to phone a friend here. I'm going to phone a friend and see if I can get somebody in here before I give my, my opinions on all of this. Uh, but uh, Tara Dome gives us another $5 contribution, and he says, uh, I keep hearing the same adjectives describing Trey Five. Oh, this is number five. I get it. Explosive, exciting, experienced, and leader. These are these are all things that you move up to number th- you move up to number three for all of those, right? Now the thing is, experienced in what? What is he experienced in? Who's called Trey Lance experienced? Break Experience. I, I think maybe he's saying his experience in what? How did I say it earlier? Do you want to phone? Fuck, I forgot. Um. In 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 the way he was taught how to play the quarterback position, that type of experience. I think I, I could be wrong, but that's the way I think he might be trying to say this. Meaning everything I just rattled off, all the things he's able to do, all the things he did at North Dakota State. My biggest test is when it's go time and they're playing a preseason game, can he scan and read the defense and find the openings? That's going to be the biggest test. And I think once he makes his first several throws, I do think it's it's the weight is going to come right off his shoulder. This right here. This right here. This kid hasn't played football in almost a year. 
What are we talking about here? Really, what are we talking about here? What's happening? What is happening here? I understand. John, that's a very valid point. But look at the situation he's going to. Right? Now, just hear me out. He's not going to the New York Jets. He's not going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going on a team that potentially should have been picking in the bottom five, four, five picks of the first round. But due to injuries, they're up here. So now what do they do? They go to 12. They make a move to go up even higher to technically get the first pick in the draft at number three to identify this guy and get him. Now, like I just said, coaching, they upgraded their offensive line. They put a veteran center in Alex Mack to help him transition into the NFL. He has one of the best left tackles in NFL history protecting him. He has McGlinchey who put 15 pounds on. They did work to this offensive line, okay? They gave him two nice weapons coming out of the backfield with Sermon, Mitchell. They added Gallman. They have Moster coming back. They re-signed Juice. They have weapons around him, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Dwelly, Matthews. You want to throw Matthews in there? We'll throw him in there. Sanu. There is a lot of pieces around this kid. He's not going to a team that is truly a 2-14 and team. So, in my opinion, I do think the 49ers roster is probably in the top five of the league. But because of the bad year they had last year with injuries and just poor luck last year, this is a scenario where they could, you know, you know, they, they got away with one. And that's why they, they mortgage what they mortgage to get them because they knew they weren't going to get an opportunity like this. You add that final piece. This is what you got. All right, guys, listen, we have reached another milestone, another 50 viewers. We went from 200 to 264 right now. So that means I'm giving away two $25 gift cards. And if we hit another 50, we get to 300, then damn it, I'm giving away another 25. I'm just just saying I'm on my phone. I went into the room, so I'm counted as a viewer. Oh, you cornball. (laughs) No, I would. Now we're really going to jump up there because Eric Crocker is now in here. My phone a friend came through. We're in the building now, E. What's going on, E? How you doing, bro? Don't worry about the angle. Drive safe, bro. Don't don't worry about the angle. I think you on mute, though. We can't hear you. My bad. Yeah, I was on mute. My bad. It's all good. So listen, man, You, I know you've seen it all. You you talk about Niners daily on your Locked On show and everything and uh, Croc Talk and everything. Are you buying this hype about my man Trey Lance? Everybody is going crazy right now. Everybody's going crazy. Are you Are you buying it? You know, I, I think the thing that I'm taking away most from it is that he he is what we expected him to be or what we hoped he would be while getting drafted. You know, this is a guy that's coming out of North Dakota State, only played one year, hasn't really played in two years, and he's coming into camp, and he looks like what we wanted to see, right? Like a big arm, athletic, mobile quarterback, you know, and at the very least, he's putting that on display. So I, I would say – I think that's the thing right there where that's most encouraging because a lot of the areas where you wanted the 49ers to improve on at the quarterback position, he brings you that. And it wasn't just because, well, he's playing against FCS talent every week. Now it's like, well, he's doing it against at least the second team of the 49ers. 
All right, so uh, Chrissy asked a good question here. How do you enter for the gift card? So, so far, we are up to four giveaways on this show. Uh, sorry, E, I'm going to get back to the topic really quick. The first one is a pair of tickets to 8-7, Dwight Clark Day at, 40, at the 49ers facility. Okay, so make sure you guys, are the, um, if you're interested in that, after this show is over, all you have to do is comment in the section 8-7 or Dwight Clark Day. Just let us know that you want to attend there, and we will give you guys those tickets. The second giveaway is going to be for the practice on 8-14. No, 8, eight yeah, 8-14 is the next one, right? Or is it 8-12? It's the practice, not the preseason game. It's the practice. Um, 8-12. We're going to be giving away those also, another pair. So 8-12. And again, same thing. Comment 12 or, you know, let us know. I want to go to the practice on the 12th. Um, and then for the Amazon gift cards, I'm giving away two 25 Amazon gift cards also. And all you have to do is comment anything, any comment. We're going to select random commenters, uh, two random commenters at this point. We're up to two. We're getting close to we're getting close to three. We're getting close to three. Uh, but we're gonna give away two $25 gift cards for Amazon. Okay. So that's how you enter. Just comment anything. It doesn't have to say Amazon or anything like that. We're gonna select uh, random comments, okay? So that's that's what it's gonna be. And here's the cool thing about the giveaway for the Amazon gift cards. Let's say we get the Dwight Clark person, all right? Um, and someone else enters for the Dwight Clark thing, but they don't win it. If that if the random comment selector picks a person that commented the dwight clark thing you're going to be able to get that also you're going to be able to get the 25 dollars amazon gift card so any comment on this show we're, when this show ends 24 hours from that point we're going to do another show and we're going to select the winners okay so make sure you guys are locked in to your infinite niners channel you got to have those alerts set because we're going to tell you who the winners are we're going to pop our email up on the screen you got to give us your information and we're going to go from there okay so that's that's what we're going to do um now I so Eric, man, Tony, what, what do you think of Eric's Eric's comment there? I first of all, what's up, Croc? Um, I I I, I agree with him. I, I agree with what he's saying. I Croc, man, I, I just feel that I mean you were a defensive back, and I spoke to Mike about this. Like, if you have a quarterback that knows that's just gonna sit in the pocket, I and I tried to explain Mike that this to Mike. That you know he's not going anywhere. He's gonna sit there like a statue and try to find the open. If not, he just you know he just he's there and they're gonna get pressure to him. I personally think defenses tend to cheat because they know they can they don't have to worry about contain because he's not running. They could jump a route knowing that he can't throw the ball deep. So I I just feel like you put if if Trey is the guy that they choose to go with, I just think it's a whole different dimension. And I just thought it was funny that how the last practice they started dialing up throws downfield and they started running designing um quarterback designed runs and now all of a sudden this is coming out and it's it's giving that defense a tough time granted i can't tell you if it's versus the ones or the twos but i just think his skill set will keep defenses honest and they're going to have to really play to their keys and their responsibilities rather versus jimmy where they could cheat jump routes and just pin their ears back and go, not worry about containment. Right. I think that's the exciting aspect of it. I think for me as a defensive back, you know, when you when you know, right, like the, the quarterback is not going to make really off script. I won't even say as a defensive back because really defensive backs, you don't really play against the quarterback. You play more against the coordinator, right? So when you look at it from that, from that aspect, you know, what is Kyle Shanahan going to do with, Trey Lance, or what are some things that Kyle can do with Trey Lance that he can't do with Jimmy? 
I think the thing with Jimmy is obviously he can he can execute the offense at a pretty legit level. I mean, all the way, you know, they, they rolled with Jimmy G all the way to the Super Bowl. So we know he can execute, right? But also as a defensive team, I know that, hey, we can force Jimmy to play a certain way, right? We know that he doesn't really want to throw outside the, outside the numbers very often. We know he's going to throw downfield the least amount of times in the NFL. So when you know these things, you can play defense a very specific way and take away things. And I think we saw, like, you know, example of that in the Super Bowl with Kansas City, right? Like, that was one thing that they highlighted. Like, hey, we want him to throw the ball because we know he wants to throw inside the numbers. He's not a guy that really wants to push the ball downfield. I think the one of the encouraging things with Trey Lance that we just saw was, you know, in, or heard about, in three practices, or now it's four, but in the first three practices, he completed three downfield passes and now one was a wobbler that one to uh to to Debo Samuel but I think the exciting thing with that even with it being a wobbler is the fact that he attempted it right he threw it downfield and one thing that people don't understand about downfield shots you have a higher percentage of something going your way than not going your way all right so what I mean by that is what I mean by that is you have a higher percentage of either a completion Maybe a court, a cornerback just, or safety just missing the ball, like we saw Maiden do, mm-hmm. or even the pass interference. Yeah. Or incompletion, and you live to play another down. And the last thing is like an interception. Now, if you do what Jimmy did and throw like five yards short, then yeah, you might get picked off. But yeah. I just like the willingness to kind of change the style of play, throw the ball downfield, and obviously as the the run game, the element in the run game. I think like uh, Demigo Ryan said, it's really again. Defenses play against coordinators, and it's, it's a lot tougher as a coordinator to defend Trey Lance than it is Jimmy Garoppolo, in theory. Yeah. Of course, it's got to be proved in the NFL. It's got to be proved in a game setting, but it, like When it just, I say that, I mean just – yeah, that's what – when I say that, I mean just in the sense of what their skill set says that they are, right? Yeah. Like Jimmy's skill set says he's a timing and rhythm thrower, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how – he wants to play with timing and rhythm. He doesn't want to play – Late and downs. Uh, uh, Trey Lance's uh, skill set says that he is more of everything. We'll see how much of a precise passer he is, right? That's an area where he had to improve on. But mm-hmm. as far as what he is in the other areas, it's a little scarier from a skill set standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting love from the Rams fan in here. Niners fan base deserves a healthy season finally. Injuries suck. Thank you, man. Thank you. He sounds like he sounds like me. You know, people always say, oh, I hope Russell Wilson gets hurt so we can beat the Seahawks. No, I want to beat them fully healthy. Let them know we got them. But anyway, uh, I want to comment on this Trey Lance stuff. OK, this, this is what I want. This is what I want to comment here. I'm not buying a hype. I'm not buying a hype for one main reason. They don't have pads on yet. There's no pads on. He's supposed to look good in shorts. Right. So. Listen, we all grew up. No, 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 no. Don't shake your head, Croc. Hold on. You got to hear me. I, really I know exactly that. what he's going to say. I know exactly what you he's going to say. We, we all grew up in, in the hood in Jersey and da, 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 right? And we all know athletes who never made it, right? And athletes, you go you go to the playground, you go play basketball, football, kickball, baseball, what, whatever it is that you're doing, even football, right? We know people on, on the rookie levels who just shine. And then when you get to the pro levels, it hit a little different. Now, I'm not saying FCS is rookie, you know, that I'm not going to say it's nothing, but it's 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 a big difference from the NFL, right? And so uh, without these pads on, these guys aren't playing 
the same way that they're going to be playing with the pads on. And uh, and when I said this earlier to Tony when we were talking, he's like, yeah, but was that like you know they still can't hit the quarterback. It's not about hitting the quarterback. It's about that quarterback having to complete those passes because now DBs aren't running full speed to, to collide into people. They do want to show the coaches, hey, I got there, but we're not allowed to contact, right? E, shake your head yes or no if I'm right so far. So far, I'm right. Okay, good. I want to make sure I'm not BSing. Same thing with the offensive linemen, right? Offensive linemen, in my opinion right now, have the advantage. I saw that that article from um, Grant Cohn saying uh, this Kevin Givens had a good game. He did da-da-da-da-da. He's better than Ken Law. Uh, he said, uh, you know, he named every defensive tackle on the team better than Kinlaw, better than Kinlaw, better than Kinlaw. But Kinlaw's game is contact and force. Well, they can't really do all that right now because there's no pads on. That's going to change the pressure on Trey Lance, and the windows are going to get tighter on Trey Lance when those pads come on and all that stuff. I just feel like when the pads come on, then I'll be more inclined to believe some of the hype. Okay, but until then. I'm not I'm not buying the hype. I'm sorry. You can call me a, a pessimistic person or whatever, but I'm just not buying hype until the pads come on and they go on full speed. It's just the, the windows are going to definitely get tighter once those pads come on because then they're going to be allowed to make some contact. So this next practice that's coming up, if I'm not mistaken, the next practice is the one with the pads on. And I'm not I'm not here for it, bro, until I see it. And though I don't care if it's the first team defense or the second team defense because it's an NFL defense, no matter how you look at it. Our reserves are decent you know if dante dante johnson's been in the league for what seven years now he's an nfl i think it's year eight yeah eight he, he's he's an nfl corner they can sit here and trash my man all they want that's an nfl corner you don't last eight years in the nfl if you can't do anything okay um and so even though he's a a, a, a team two db he's still a db out there that's an nfl db when those pads come on it's going to be a completely different game that's what I'm saying. So now he, I'm going to give you all the floor to respond to what I just had to say. I'm not buying the hype until – and I'm I'm changing colors. I'm, I'm just going to let you all know I'm not crazy or anything like that. I'm smoking my hookah out here, and the hookah that I have changes colors. So if you all see me going from, like, red to blue to purple and stuff like that, it's, it's the hookah changing colors, okay? It's not it's not Mike's – my mood is not reflected in the color that you all see shining on me, okay? Just want to let you all know. Yeah, my, my, my response to that is just, like, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the exciting part about what Trey Lance is doing is the skill set that he's putting on display. So I'm going back to that, right? It's not necessarily like, because it's not like he's been like the most efficient passer, right? So if it were just, if they were just hyped off of, well, he, you know, he, he's, he's thrown, he's completed really good passes or whatever, right? Like that's not what they're saying. It's what it looks like. They're like reading a lot of what people are saying. They're, they're excited about how the ball is coming off of his hand. That's not going to change whether he has pads or whether the coverage gets tighter. It's always going to look like that. They are excited about how he's throwing the ball down the field. Um, they're excited about him in the run game, right? So, like, those things as far as the skill set of what he's putting on display and they're seeing, like, wow, it translates to the NFL. That's I think that's where the hype and excitement is coming from, more so than, well, he's just completing some really good passes. I don't think that's what it is. I, I think it's everything, how it looks. No, you're, I agree with that. I agree with that. And the main thing is we all know Kyle's aggressive and he wants to do the kill shots. He wants to go down the field and just take your your soul and just knock you out of the game. And I think Trey is going to be the quarterback that does that. And But we're not asking Trey. To, we're, Kyle's not going to switch the offense and become a downfield, like, you know, aerial attack, like straight, like bombing the ball downfield. It's not going to be that. What they want is just 
what Kyle wants is just to be able to dial up that call and be able to execute it and be able to just not even complete the pass, but make a good throw. And like Croc said earlier, penalty. You know, you throw a ball 30, 40 yards downfield, you flip the field, you flip the possession, you get a penalty. You're It's a different ball game. Now you open up. Real, real quick, Jordan, how many times have we seen that with Garoppolo? How many, how many times have we seen the 49ers get a pass interference call down the field? Like in 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 the four years that he's been with the team, like have we seen it one time? I think no. I think I think I think I saw it once. I think they got lucky once or twice, maybe yeah. that, and it wasn't even like like a thirty yard throw. It was probably like maybe like a fifteen to twenty, and the guy jumped. That's what I'm out. saying. Now now let's look at like Kyler. Mer- like I remember watching 49ers versus uh versus Cardinals. And we had two pass interference calls downfield in the first quarter on their first two drives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's just that's a different element of what you get with a quarterback that's willing to push that's the ball the down the field. He's willing, he's willing right. to take that shot. And like I said, it doesn't have to be 20 times a game. You just need the threat because once you show you do it and you'll take that shot. And if you catch it, the defense has got to change their philosophy. They're gonna be like, listen, it's not Jimmy, it's Trey. He's going downfield. Kyle's gonna dial it up. And the whole thing Kyle wants, and for I mean, I don't know him personally, but watching him, he sets up plays. He'll run a play in the first quarter and come back on it and run the same formation, and it's a totally different play, same motions, and it's going downfield to catch them. And Jimmy never did that. Never took those shots. And it, it, it's not uh, – this ain't the not Jimmy Garoppolo show, but Kyle wants to win. Kyle wants to – he wants to run his offense. And I think, honestly, right now – I think because of his skill set, like Croc said, Trey's the guy to take this offense to the next level because if they can prove that they can hit those deep passes, that opens up all the jet sweeps. It opens up the run game. They stop stacking the box. They stop the run. Kansas City stacked the box versus the the Niners in the second half and said, Jimmy beat me, and it didn't happen. They took the 49ers run game right out of the game, and Jimmy couldn't throw the ball. I mean, whether it was – checking down or missing guys in the middle of the field doing jumping jacks like he did with Kittle. It, it is what it is. But I think, like, to pull a move off what they did, to give up the compensation, to go get the guy that they identified as a guy that could take this offense to the next level, that shows me Jimmy's not in the plan. So why – and throw the contract extensions in there. Roll with it, man. This is your guy. Sink or swim. Oh man, y'all are making it. Y'all are y'all are making this tough, man. Y'all are making this tough, man. Um, I, of course, I, it's I, gonna I, be tough. You you know that though. You listen again. The excitement, the excitement comes from what they thought he would be, and then seeing that he is that. Now, how efficient will he be on the execution level, like on a consistent game to game basis? We don't know, but I think it's just extremely encouraging, especially when people see it in person that a guy that you, you use like a lot of draft capital on and all of a sudden it's like, damn, he's doing everything that we saw. Maybe not, you know, where he's going to be like in a year or two, but we can build on that. I bet it was probably similar with Josh Allen, right? You know, Josh Allen, he had his lumps in this year one and two, but I bet in practice they'll tell you they saw a lot of signs that that kid was going to be great once he truly grasped what was going on. Who Josh and, Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen. I, I bet I bet they saw certain things in practice from a, from an ability standpoint that told them 
there, there, this dude's gonna do. There's some great things he's doing. If he could just grasp it a little bit more, he's gonna hit an elite kind of level of play. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing from Trey Lance. Not saying that that's what he's gonna be week, week one if he's a starter or whatever. But I think the potential of it and seeing what it looks like. I know somebody who saw great things from Josh Allen coming out as a prospect and said that the Niners should be going after him, but I won't say any names. Plus, I'm not flexible enough to pat myself on the back. So my, <laughs> my, my, my arms are a little too big for that. I'll be, I'll be trying, but I Kyle can't. said it too, right? Kyle Shanahan huh? said that. Kyle Shanahan said if he would have came out the year before, he'd be able to draft him. Yep. So, so. Uh, I, I was I was in love with that kid. He was my favorite. Uh, quarterback that draft but it's all good but you know um you're absolutely right man you you, you got to see what these guys can do that, that once you see something there you got to learn how to hone it and that's the job of the coaches that's the job of the player to really really put all that stuff together and i'm not saying that i'm not by the way i'm i'm, I'm not saying that trey lance can't do it when the pads come on or anything like that i just don't know if he's going to be ready at some point he will be able to do it i just don't know how soon he's going to be able to do it and that's why i'm not willing to call it a quarterback competition i mean I, I hate saying this, but you know, everyone's all oh, the two interceptions to none, and da 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 da. And I saw Miss Debbie comment under Grant's tweet, saying, "No, wait, hold on. I saw I saw Trey throw an interception, and she was there. Now, Miss Debbie, if you're still in the room, break it down for me. By the way, guys, we have crossed 300, so that is another 25. All right, I think I got to cap this thing, man. That that's 75 dollars we're giving away already, man. Every every 50 viewers, we're giving away another 25 dollars, 25 dollar Amazon gift card. So this is getting crazy. Um, I'm not, uh, you know what? I'm not going to cap it. I'm, I'm not going to cap it because I love y'all that much. Y'all got to the end of the show to get as many people in here and do what y'all got to do. We're about 30, we're 34 away from another 50. So if y'all, if y'all out there, y'all know somebody, go tell them to join. All right. That's, that. that's on y'all. You know, y'all, y'all control your own destiny. I tell you this, the more people that watch, the better your opportunity is uh, just comment after the show and this video, and we're going to do a live selection tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, so I, I like it. But, but let's move on from the quarterback thing because I think we all agree on this. We want what's best for the Niners. If if it's Jimmy Garoppolo week one and then Trey Lance week two, if it's if it's Trey Lance week one and whatever, we all want what's best. Is, is he at the drive-through? You ordered some food? Oh no, I'm at the gas station. I'm oh, actually okay. driving from California to Arkansas. From Cali to Arkansas. Yeah. So where are you at right now? I am. I uh, just passed through New Mexico. I'm pretty much on the kind of the border of uh, Texas and New Mexico. Let me let me guess the gas price because Texas is where the oil refineries are, so it should be a little bit lower there. I'm going to say that the price of regular is three twenty eight. Uh, three oh nine. Oh shit! I didn't go actually, to New Mexico. It actually gets a little bit lower. Um, I actually saw a few on the way here, and I just missed them at uh, about two eighty five. Wow, that's crazy. That's where yeah. the refineries are. That's why I don't understand why Jersey prices are so high right now. And I know when, when I get to Arkansas, it's going to be about 275 in that area. California was crazy. Nah, California was over $4 a gallon, bro. Yeah. Or yeah. I, was talking, I was talking to Witherspoon, and, and I saw the picture. It was four something a gallon out there. That yeah. was that's crazy, I, man. I used my, uh, my Exxon uh, gas card there. I was like, oh, baby, I'm not paying cash for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I got gas for two ninety nine the other day because I'm a, a BJ's club member, yeah. and if you if you got the BJ's um, credit card, it's ten cent off a gallon if you put it on the credit card. I yeah. swink, I swiped that joint yeah. like I got paid to do it, bro. <laughs> I was happy, man. That joint dropped down to two ninety nine. I was hyped. So that is nuts. All right. Um, so 
listen, we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. But I want to talk about some other positions, some other players. Uh, Eric, did you get a chance to see any of the practices in person or anything like that? Nah, nah. All right. So, from what you guys have heard, everybody here talks to people and everything. We talk to people who are at the practices. Um, what's going on with the running back position? I saw one review of Elijah Mitchell, and that surprised me. They said, "Hey, this guy actually looks pretty good." Have y'all heard anything about the running backs at all? Yeah, I did hear that Elijah Mitchell. Um, uh, was I talking to Jason Aponte? I was talking to somebody, and he was telling me that he uh, looks really good in the passing game, and he looked he looked explosive. Like I think a lot of people, and, and relatively speaking, you know, probably more explosive than uh, Trey Sermon, who you know he's not as uh, athletically gifted, but uh, definitely sound like he was doing better than people expected. That that's what I that's what I took from it. Uh, Tony, have you heard anything? I heard I heard the Mitchell. I heard Sermon looked good. Um, and and that, the running game has pretty much been quiet, unless it was uh, what they talked about with with uh, yesterday with um, Trey Lance running the ball. So I mean, it's going to be interesting. I just can't wait for this damn preseason game to come already and see what the hell this team looks like with these young guys. You on a phone, Mike? No, no, no. I got off. My job is calling, but it's all good. Uh, it's the life of being on call. You know what I'm saying? Um, I haven't heard anything about Gallman. I haven't heard anything about uh, well, most of the rest of the oh, that's what I want to talk about. I want I want I want to put this to bed because people are coming for my guy Jalen Hurd. People coming for my guy Jalen Hurd because they didn't see him out there the one day, and they were flipping out. Croc, can you please explain to people how and why certain players have rest days, please? Because they just seem to think like, oh, I didn't see him on the field. He's hurt. He's a bum. Cut this dude. Da 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 da. And I'm not even just talking about Jalen Hurd, but I know that the team schedules rest days for certain players. Please break this. It's it's veterans. Yeah. It's so people the, nursing injuries. Like, please right. break this down. You so a lot of times it's it's ordered by the uh, training staff, especially a guy like uh, Jalen Hurd. You know he hasn't played football like that in two years, right? So he's not somebody that you want to just like okay, I'm just going to throw him in and he's going to just get every snap from the jump. He is a guy that you want to like. I'm pretty sure they have a schedule where there's probably ramp up days and then they probably like do some deloading and then kind of bring them back along until they feel like he's uh, able to like fully go. It's no different than like a basketball player being on a minute count, right? You know, a lot of times when those guys are coming back from injuries, I remember LeBron James, like, it was, excuse me, his groin or ankle or whatever it was, but he was on a minute count, right? Like they were not going to let him play over 20 minutes. And I think that's similar to what they're doing with, with Jalen Hurd, where it's like, all right, we don't want any setbacks. We're going to bring him along, have him do some stuff. All right, give him some rest, a couple of days off. Great. Because he had two days on, two days off, right? And hasn't yeah. hasn't uh, been yeah he missed the, uh, two consecutive days right so I, I, I'm assuming that's part of the plan from the uh, training staff where that's how they want to bring him along and get him ready for the actual preseason games. All right, all right, Tony, you agree with all that, right? Yeah. Okay. And then my last thing uh, that we'll talk about, I want, I feel like we got to talk about defense. We got Eric Crocker on here. Uh, I'm, I'm a defensive guy. I, I like the defense. Uh, I want to talk about the move of the safety to linebacker and Mr. Harris here, Marcel Harris. Um, 
I want to know what y'all think about that. And let me let me just start. I'm, I won't give all my details here, but personally, I really really like this move from Marcel Harris. I really like this move for him, um, and it makes me wonder how guys like Aziz feels when they hear that they're working somebody like that. But let me get your guys' thoughts. Let's start with Tony. Um, let Eric get himself situated over there. What are your thoughts? Uh, can Marcel come in here and do this? Is it is it, is he in over his head? Is it? Do you think it's a bad sign that the team is taking you out of your position and moving you somewhere else? Do you think it's a good sign because they're showing versatility, or what? Did, did, did he get fat in the off season? They say, you know what? Forget it. Since you're so fat now, we're gonna move. Like just just give me your thoughts on it all, all the way around. Break it all down for me. First thing I think the number one thing is versatility. I mean, they showed him a little bit last year as a linebacker in certain packages. The second thing. I think has a huge impact on it is James Betcher, the guy they hired as a, as a defensive, uh, senior defensive assistant to work with um, D'Amico Ryan as the defensive coordinator. Um, he had, when he was in Arizona, he had safeties. He had Buchanan, he had Jefferson that would play in the box as a linebacker and, and, and blitz and, and cover. So he actually ran a lot of three safety looks with, with the Arizona Cardinals. So I think this is a, a way that he's trying to implement him into this defense. Um, that's another thing I'm really excited to see the new look at his defense. But the only thing that's kind of confusing me with that is because they brought in Tony Jefferson, and Jefferson played that role in Arizona along with Buchanan. So it's kind of like I think they're gonna. This is gonna be the way they decide between Jefferson and, and Harris on who's gonna make the final 53, who could best fit this role as well as be versatile and still play safety. Hold on. I thought Jefferson was was a safety that just played that way. I, I didn't think that he was ever a linebacker. They're talking about a flat-out position change from Marcel Harris, aren't they? Not they I, I really think this is because of Betcher. Betcher's defense, They he does that. He did that shit with the Giants, and he did it with, with Arizona. It's just something he like. He uses the safety as a linebacker and applies pressure and in coverage. So, I mean – it. I want to hear what Crock has to say because he he played in the secondary, so maybe he might know something different. All right, Eric, man, let's let's get let's get this breakdown, bro. Yeah, it, you know, it was interesting for me because I'm one of the people that was like really high on Marcel Harris, like just as a as a safety. I thought his coverage skills were tremendous. Um, now, whether he had laps in like understanding coverages. Like that's that's a whole nother story, but just from an ability standpoint, with how well he played in space in the blocks, I thought he was everything that you want in your safety. I thought he was a playmaker. I thought he was jumping routes. Like when I went to the All Twenty Two, I'm like, damn, he's jumping routes. Like he's in here in in space in Cover Four, matched up against. Uh, he was matched up against Michael Thomas, jumping slant routes, jumping digs. So I'm like, man, from from an ability standpoint, he's everything. But Obviously, he has the added value of being able to play around the box. I think he played tremendous there. And maybe they just saw that and was just like, you know what? Let's utilize him as a guy that definitely could play against uh, safeties in the box. Let's not have him in space as much where maybe he was having a little bit more like coverage bust and uh, just overall play him closer to the line of scrimmage. But even then, I mean, there was a play I remember him playing man-to-man and had to fight through two pick routes guarding uh, Brandon Cook on a, on a wheel route. Like, so big-time ability. And maybe him just playing linebacker just gives him more kind of they, – they feel like that's just going to be a better spot for him. That, that's what I'm assuming. But it, it was a little it was a little surprising to me because I really liked him as a safety, but maybe he just can't get right mentally at that spot. 
Okay, so you think it's a mental lapses? Okay, I, I, all right. I didn't. I didn't even think. I didn't take that into consideration. Um, but you know what I thought, man. Um, <laughs> all right, here go pessimistic Mike again. I'm, I'm going to put myself out there, man. <laughs> There's this thing that happens when players get the bag. An injury comes. They get hurt. They miss significant time. We saw George Kittle sign the big deal. George Kittle played the fewest games in the league. Is it possible? That this is insurance for Fred Warner, a former safety, converts the linebacker. They get the bag. He might get in. Now, now, knock on some wood. Knock on wood here. Fred Warner has never missed a game as a Niner. But is it possible that this is insurance for Fred Warner? This is exactly where my mind went. And I'll be honest with y'all. I like the look. I like the look of Fred Warner, uh, Fred Warner, of Marcel Harris transitioning to uh, the linebacker position. What are your What are your guys' thoughts? Come give I, don't me a hug. I, I don't think it's for I don't think it's for Fred Warner. I think they're really high on uh, Flanagan Foles um, as a potential fill in. God forbid if if Warner went down. I mean, you you do have Greenlaw who potentially could shift inside, and they would put him outside. Um, but I, I think. I don't know, man. I don't even want to talk about God forbid that happens. So I'm done. I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my thought process on that, excuse me, I'll close my door. My, my thought process on that is, I, yeah, I didn't think it was insurance for Warner because I, I don't think they play the same same position. Um, I think for Warner, they are probably okay with either Greenlaw or Azir, uh, Aziz, 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 you know, I always butcher his name. Aziz, I'll just call him that. So I think they're probably comfortable with one of those guys having to fill in if need be. I think regardless, like, if you're on any team, if your best middle linebacker goes down, you're going to be in some type of trouble regardless, right? Like, whoever's behind them is typically not nowhere near as good. Unless maybe you're the, like, Seahawks during the run where you had, like, a really good, like, K.J. Wright. And even then, is he going to be Bobby Wagner? Probably not, right? So I think just um, in general with how they play and play styles, I don't think it's the same. And even if you look at kind of, like, their body styles, um, they're a little different from that standpoint. Like, Fred Warner is a big linebacker. And he's kind of a unicorn because a lot of guys coming out now are smaller, like closer to like a Marcel Harris that's kind of built more like a safety or like uh, who's uh, Roquan Smith or something like, you know, 5'11 type guy. So to have a Fred Warner that's like 6'3", down near 6'4", two, almost 240 pounds, he's built more like a Brian Erlacher than he is this kind of modern-day linebacker that's coming in in the game. So – I think that's interesting as well, but even in – yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's insurance for him. I think they really like Greenlaw and Aziz. And I do like Flanagan Fowles as well. I think he – I think he's uh, – clearly they like him. He's been able to hung, hang around, practice squad, got some snaps last year, so I think they probably like him. Okay. All right. I apologize, man. 49ers George, I was not trying to jinx Fred or anything like that. I knocked on wood. I did everything I could possibly do. I don't think he gets injured. I hope he doesn't get injured. But I was just saying that when people get the bag, they tend to suddenly, you know, I, and I, it's just, it was just what popped into my mind. So I apologize about that, okay? I'm sorry. Um, there was one more play I wanted to ask you all about before we wrap this thing up. Oh, there's a big bug on my screen, but my screen is touchscreen. And if I hit it, it's going to end the whole broadcast. So I just got to sit here and let this dragon sit on my screen. That's crazy. Um we go with dragons oh, again. It's a, it's a, it's a big ass bug, man. I wish I could show you all this. Oh man, it's nasty. Um, what was I gonna? Damn, who was the other player I was gonna ask y'all about? Oh, 
No, it wasn't a player. It was a position. Cornerback two. What's going on opposite of uh, Jason Verrett? Like, this is something that we really, really need to figure out because I'm hearing that um, Thomas is struggling. Ambry Thomas is struggling. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, oh, shit. I hope it's not in my hair. Don't be in my hair. Please don't be no bug in my hair. Oh, I hate that shit. Did y'all see it? Did y'all catch it on video? Mm-mm. Nobody else saw it? Okay. All right. All right. They said Mike bugged out. All right, George, I see you. Uh, what, what's up? Who Who's opposite? Because I'm hearing that Ambry Thomas is struggling. Um, we we saw the one positive report about uh, Diamador Lenore, but that was OTAs. That wasn't even in training camp. I haven't heard any glowing reviews of any corner opposite of Jason Verrett. Like, what's up? Yeah. So, Ambry Thomas, to me, he, he always was, like, interesting from, like, a scheme fit based on what I felt like they wanted to go more towards. Now, what I'd be curious to see is, are they letting him play more of a style of how he played at Michigan? So, Ambry Thomas was more of like a press man guy, all right? And even when he wasn't in press man, even when he was running zones, he was still pressed up and reading concepts from a press alignment. So, from off coverage, I didn't think he had like legit twitchiness um, and movement skills that you would like. I thought it was good enough. I mean, you know, good enough to be, you know, obviously drafted second round, third round. You know, I thought he has a good athletic profile and I've been wrong on some guys that are similar to him as well but I I did think that you know there was a chance that maybe like his skill set could struggle a little bit if you ask him to play primarily off and I and when you are in uh the beginning stages of you know whether it's OTAs training camp a lot of times like they it's more of like a like a very base uh install where you have to do it kind of by the book right and not really mix in maybe how you want to play. So if they're just asking him right now to play more off coverage, I don't think that necessarily fits his skill set um, like with what he showed in college. So that, that that could be a reason why a guy like Embry Thomas is struggling a little bit. Now, if they are allowing him to play more press, then I think he he probably fare better. Um, but I, I, I'm not there, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're asking him to play. But, if, but I, I could see that possibly being an issue. All right, GM, it's on you. What's up? Well, I, I don't know as much as the corner spot as Eric as Croc does, but an interesting thing is wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to let you disrespect yourself like that. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you know as much as E, but this show was about out. Look at how big my hand shadow looks behind my head. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you bro. got issues, bro. This show is all about our opinions. None of us here are experts. Well, all right, Eric might be a DB expert, but screw that. That that that. Look at he's saying, nah, 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 nah. Look, man, we we got our opinions. Don't don't downgrade yourself, bro. You the resident GM here. You like we all got our opinions. We all watch the games the same exact way. And I, you know, I'm just not sure what's happening right now. So it's okay, man. Come on, man. We got this. Don't 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 do that to yourself. Yeah, no, I mean, I I like them coming out. I, maybe he. He just got to adjust to the game a little bit. It could be, like Eric said, maybe he's not doing something he's been comfortable with or he's done previously with scheme-wise. Um, but I just think it's interesting that they they ordered – they uh, worked out Fitzpatrick. Uh, what's his name? The the corner from um, Arizona? Yeah, Dre, Dre Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick, yeah. Now, Croc, what do you think about him? I know you mentioned something about him on, on um, the Locked On uh, with you and Peacock. Um, but what do you think about him? Is he a potential fit? 
You know, he, he's another guy that I think he fit a little bit more of the old regime and what they were looking for with their cornerback. Still not my favorite type of guys, like the really long guys like that. And Some more cover three. Yeah, and, and I think really what you're seeing too is the league is kind of, I don't want to say transitioning away from that, but I, I could see a scenario where those guys aren't drafted as high. Like you'll start to see that a little bit. But with Kirkpatrick, I, I didn't. I never really liked him. I think he had like one year where it was like, okay, like this is encouraging uh, with the Bengals. But aside from that, you know, a guy that they drafted pretty high in the first round and didn't really do anything to keep him around. And then he went hit free agency. I think he played with the Cardinals after that. Cardinals was like, nah, we're not going to keep you. So I think he's just that type of guy that maybe is trying to fight for a spot. But he doesn't move the needle for me at all. Like he's not a guy that I'm excited about like, I'd rather bring back a guy like Parnell Motley <laughs> than than a Drake Kirkpatrick. And it's curious too because if they are going more towards cover four and playing more kind of off coverage from that standpoint, he's another guy who I feel like in space could struggle a little bit. So I don't even know if he helps you from that standpoint. Yeah. And I know a lot of people watch our shows. I won't I won't say how I know, but I'm gonna put this out there and we'll get some answers this week once I put this out there. Um, I'm trying to find out if the Niners are still doing the boundary and field side thing. Um, we saw them implement that once Richard Sherman was out of the lineup. Then it kind of went away at the very end. Uh, is this something they're going to implement? And if they do that, who does this play to the strengths to? Uh, the field side guy is a guy with a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more ground to cover. Uh, and so I'm imagining that would be uh, Jason Verrett. But I, I'm, I'm just not sure. Uh, do, we, do we prefer to have guys just shadow somebody? Do we do strictly matchups? Like, how would you guys play this? this year because we have no idea what's happening on the opposite side of uh of Verrett. and if do y'all think answer those questions and then tell me if you think emmanuel mosley is the answer i think this is definitely a proven year for emmanuel mosley right i mean like he is a guy that has a lot of ability especially from an athletic profile standpoint he's a guy that clearly has a good understanding of how to execute uh in this team he has a good understanding of the defense what they ask him to do um a clear example of that of that is him you know, jumping the route against the Panthers and picking off a pass, jumped the route in the uh, NFC Championship game. But for whatever reason last year, like, his game kind of, like, took a dip a little bit. And I, I don't know why. And then, obviously, you know, kind of – I've heard you guys talk about it too. I think, Mike, I heard you talking about it recently where, you know, he – they didn't play him late in the season. They they elected to play Keller Witherspoon and Dante Johnson over Mosley while they're playing Mosley specifically on special teams, which I thought was very odd. And then we're kind of bringing them back the way they structured the contract. I think they gave themselves some wiggle room just in case he does kind of bounce back, have a good year. But I don't know if they're all the way sold on on him. So I, I, I'm curious to see what happens when he gets back. As far as like the field boundary thing, yeah, that was something that they did more field boundary. Uh, they did a little bit with Sherman, but not a whole lot. It is something more of if you if you the the player to the field typically is somebody that the vision is really good of the field and um, concepts the player to the boundary is typically somebody that you want to be a little bit more aggressive and at the line of scrimmage. Uh, so you could do some, you know, a little bit of that. Uh, I'm curious if they do it again, but I, I don't really, I feel like I don't see a whole lot of that in the NFL. You either see guys that follow receivers or guys that just play one side of the field in college because of the, because the hashes are so wide, you see more uh, field boundary because it's like a legit field. You know, it's like the, because the hashes are so wide. But uh, NFL is not something that you see a whole lot, at least to my knowledge. 
Now, Tony, before you give your answer, because that's going to be it, we're going to wrap this thing up here. Uh, let me read this Coach Timo contribution here. Uh, he said, the 49ers are going to rock this year. My 49th year as a 49er fan. Big things are going to happen. Good to see Eric on here and Tony back. Go 49ers. I love it, man. Showing love to the guys. And, yeah, man, I, I really do think that we're in for a treat this year, man. I really, really do. All right, Tony, give us your thoughts here on the uh, boundary field thing, if, the, if we're going to play that or if we're not going to do it. Uh, how would you use this team? And also, do you think Emmanuel Mosley is a guy? And then we'll do a round of final thoughts and go home out of here. I'm not 100% sure because I, allegedly this is going to be a new look to the defense, so we don't know what they're going to do. Um, so I, I really don't. I, that's why I just want to see this preseason game so bad because it's so much in question on that side of the ball with Brian coming in, adding you know better to this defense. It, I just dying to see it. But before before you switch the topic and finish this, I just Croc, what do you think about? Do you think the cover four is better for Mosley? It's a better scheme for Mosley. And what, what's your thought, real quick, on on Tim Harris Jr. Yeah, so first with Mosley, um, he's a guy that I thought was pretty scheme versatile. From a movement skill standpoint, from an ability standpoint, I thought he played off well. I did think at times he played a little bit soft, a little bit too soft. I've heard a little bit, not from anybody on the 49ers, but people that talked to some of the players, that some of that was a scheme. And Robert Sala, like, having uh, Mosley play extremely soft, and that led to uh, – that led to uh, uh, – uh, DeAndre Hopkins having 14 catches uh, week one, right? So I, I I like to see if they let him play a little bit more aggressive from off coverage and from press. I think he's fine. I, I like his movement skills and ability and ability to kind of mirror match with receivers. And I think he runs extremely well down the field. As far as Tim Tim Harris, oh, and one other thing that I kind of left out before about Ambry Thomas and that side of the field, like who's going to lock it up. If Ambry Thomas or anybody else was going to, like this is the time to lock that spot up. Right. When you have a guy with Mosley who I don't think they've really committed to and he's on the COVID list, like this is your time. Like this is your opportunity. Yeah. And those are the times that guys that are reserves or fighting for a spot, you have an opportunity now to step up and take hold of that. And and Embry Thomas or Diamond Dolanor or whoever say, hey, I'm going to be the, the long term guy at this position. And it sounds like nobody's taking advantage of that. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you see all these highlights of, of Tim Harris. Uh, you know, get, getting kind of used in space. Seeing Dante Johnson get ran by. Uh, you know, like you said, Ambry Thomas hasn't been too great. Lenore haven't heard too much. So, I, 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 I'm curious to, to see what's going to happen opposite side. But Tim Harris, I wasn't really big on him coming out of Virginia. I know there were a lot of guys that liked him, but he, I, I was just like, ah, there was nothing that really jumped out to me. I think they said that he tested well. So that was why a lot of people liked him, but I, I didn't see anything that really stood out about his game. Now I'm like, okay, he can he can hang his hat on that, and this this is an area where I really like about his game. Uh, I didn't really see that. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, uh, I'm 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 thinking that the answer for our CB two is in Miami right now. I think the Niners need to pull the trigger on that. Uh, I I really really do, man. Howard is so nice, bro. I I, I mean. It's hard not to get excited, but I know we don't have any first rounds to give up for him. But when you have an irate player, that kind of drops the price. And when you have a good player, they don't like to trade him within the same conference. The stars are kind of aligning for the 49ers to go out here and get and make this move. No? I mean, you hey, don't think we can get him for a second? This is how we could possibly get him. All right. If if Tua is thinking it up 
right? I mean, he was a guy that they <laughs> they they bench and they played and they bench and they played. And if he's not doing well and they're giving him to the middle, but the team is doing well, right? The team is doing well, but two is like, man, we're limited with what he could do offensively. At that time, there's a chance that they could be in the market for a team that has a starting caliber quarterback that can play better. And think a team like Miami Dolphins, who has a lot of you know coaches on that staff that was over there with New England, there with Jimmy Garoppolo, there could possibly be a, there could possibly be a chance where Garoppolo is available for trade. Now I, I don't know. I don't want people to jump down my neck and say I'm a Jimmy G hater. I'm not. I think he's I think he's fine. But I could see a scenario where that could that could that could leverage you, you know, uh, give you some leverage to be able to get Howard and not have to give up the house for him. Now the only the only other thing is 49ers have the highest paid fullback, tight end, linebacker, <laughs> left tackle, and Howard. A lot of his frustrations too is he wants to be paid like the highest paid corner. He wants to restructure his contract. So then you and that's a big chunk of money having to make a corner the highest paid. So from that standpoint. I'm just not sure it'll work out. It'll work out if Jimmy ain't here. That's 20-something million of capital. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, all right, guys. Uh, listen, that, that's going to do it for us here. We're going to wrap this thing up in an hour and a half exactly. I want to thank you guys for jumping on here. We're going to do a round quick table of um, final thoughts. And if you guys are new here, the final thoughts are just anything that you want to tell the people who are viewing, anyone who's going to hear this, this is going to be immediately turned into a podcast. So uh, we'll do some final thoughts. Eric, make sure you plug where the people can find you just in case they don't know. I doubt it. I, I really, really doubt that anyone's watching us that doesn't listen to you already, but you can go ahead and put it out there anyway. Uh, any, any vibes you want to put into the universe, this is the floor. We'll do Eric, we'll do Tony, and then I'll wrap it up and we'll take it home. Oh, he finally hits. He had a bad patch of uh, reception. Yeah. He'll, he'll be back. So, Tony, you, Tony you, go, you go first, Tony, and then we'll, and then we'll go back to Eric uh, when he comes back. Yeah, um, I just can't wait for the first preseason game. The pads go on Monday. Uh, I just want to thank Croc for jumping on tonight in the phone of phone a friend segment. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's here. It's interesting. And just one quick thing. I think the four, the Niners found the perfect match made in heaven when they signed Samson Ekubon to this defensive line. I really think it was a match made in heaven. His skill set with those two crazy defensive linemen screaming and yelling every damn snap and reps and practice with the sled. I think they're going to get the best out of this kid. I think it's going to contribute to this defensive line and really help it. And, you know, I think we could potentially have one of the best defensive lines in the league with the depth now. Adding Mo Hurst, Arden Key, Bosa coming back, Ford even being on the field, getting some reps in, hitting hitting the sled. You know, it's really, really positive. It's something to look forward to. And I'm really excited and I can't wait to see it. All right, E, the floor is yours, man. All right, yeah. So you guys go uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker. Uh, Croc Talk TV, that's my YouTube channel. And of course, I do a daily podcast with. Uh, Brian Peacock, Locked On 49ers. Um, please, you guys listen, because we've been number one on that network since I got there, and uh, the Packers just took over. So I'm like, man, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, coming back or whatever. But anyways, make sure you guys uh, tune in, subscribe, or follow the channel, Locked On 49ers. And, uh, yeah, I think as far as, uh, you know, any takes on the 49ers, 
But I'm excited to, you know, for uh, preseason to come as well and really see does Trey Lance continue to kind of string together practices that look encouraging. And, you know, I feel like if he can do that for like another three days where he's just showing things that are just different and and and, and, and added element to the offense and being able to expand, I do think that at some point there could possibly be a camp battle with the quarterback. So I don't think we're there yet, but I think, uh, you know, he keeps stringing together some things. There, there could possibly be that. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. All right. And my final thoughts, guys, are just be positive, man. Be patient, be positive, because that's what we're going to need going into the season. Um, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, just a reminder, guys, if you were, we gave away, uh, we, we did five giveaways this show. Uh, three $25 Amazon gift cards, um, a pair of tickets to 8-7 Dwight Clark Day at the 49ers facility for that practice, as well as one for 8-12. Uh, so make sure that you guys go and comment after the show is over. As soon as the show ends, go over there, type in 8-7 or Dwight Clark Day, type in 8-12, or just type a comment if you're looking for just one of the $25 gift cards, okay? Five giveaways in one show who does it like nothing but Niners, guys? Uh, I appreciate you all. We're going to go home here. Uh, Tony, ready to do this? We go, we're going to do this, all right? I got this. Ready? Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always. Remain faithful. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought Crack was going to jump in. My bad. I, I saw, but he was on mute. He said it. I saw him say it. I saw him <laughs> say it. That's going to do it for us, y'all. We out of here. Peace. This is Charles Haley. You're listening. Wrong one. Wrong one. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. We